0: and go, where am I to go? Meet Johnny, where am I to go? For I'm a young and a sailor lad, and where am I to go?
1: Hello, and welcome to Where Am I to Go podcast. Today, before we start the show, I would like to bring up some business things that have kind of been on my mind so that you can know where to get more Where Am I to Go. First off, I'd like to talk about the Facebook page at Where Am I to Go podcast. It's on Facebook, and we've been posting some wonderful pictures of some of the places that we've been and some of the adventures that we've had. Not everything that we go and do is made into a podcast, and so we take pictures at different places and post those pictures so that you guys can enjoy some of the different places we've been. Also, I really am interested in listener feedback. I have an email address at where am I to go podcast at gmail.com. Again, that is whereamitogopodcast at gmail dot com. I would love to hear some of the listeners' comments and some of their ideas of places that might be interesting to visit and go and do. Today we're in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And- I've been in Tennessee for the last three days. Beautiful state. The greenery and the rolling hills and the trees are all coming into bloom and getting their leaves. And, and this is a real pretty time. This has been a, a real enjoyable visit here to Tennessee. First time I've ever been to Tennessee. But anyway, today we are at the Recovery Museum in Chattanooga. Now this may not be what you guys are thinking, this is not drug rehab or anything <laughs> like that. This is automobile recovery. This is a tow truck, uh, automotive, uh, recovering from bad accidents or something like that. And We are here with Niall, he is going to take us through the museum and hello Niall
0: hi how you doing (laughs) so tell me
1: just a little bit about what we're going to see here this museum i was good thinking was just going to be a little tiny uh display or something but this is really a nice gift shop Mm. and i'm assuming you guys have a towing company
0: no we don't we're not owned by any kind of towing we don't run a towing company we're we're a member-owned museum um, that is supported primarily by the towing and recovery industry um, a lot of the trucks that we have in here have been donated to us or are on loan from different companies throughout the country. Um, so, And and they're all antique vehicles or vehicles of note, so they're important for either the history or something along those lines. Um, but we were founded in 1986 by a group called the Friends of Towing. It was a group of towers that got together that uh, wanted to find a place to honor the industry and the people that work within it because it's it's a thankless job for a lot of them and they work very hard to keep our roads clear
1: and i'll bet it's a dangerous job extremely
0: dangerous i Um, can't even
1: imagine being out on the side of the highway when cars are passing you by at 75 miles an hour and not moving over and
0: in fact i'll start this by talking about our wall of the fallen which is out front um it's our memorial wall for the tow truck drivers that get killed every year Uh, one tow truck driver is killed every six to ten days on the u.s highways really um, and it's usually by, you know, various issues with the drunk driving, r- drivers just not getting over in their lane, they're just out doing their work and they get sideswiped. They get hit by traffic, they get people hit by people who aren't paying attention, that are on their phone, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and it, in, in a lot of cases it leaves these families of these people just, you know, left kind of high and dry, Their their breadwinner is now gone. Oh, yeah. And um, fortunately, we have a thing called the Survivor Fund, which also works with these towing companies and these people. They reach out to these families, and when they lose a driver or a person in the line of service, they will have a cash payout to help the families recover. Um, but now, can, the wa-
1: pe- can normal people just donate to this fund? Or, yes, absolutely. Or is that part of the insurance That comes along with the what drivers. It's it's not an insurance
0: policy. It's something that's just done as a as a part of the museum organization for towing families that are trying to recover from those awful situations. Um, But the wall of the fallen out front is our memorial wall. So every year we add more names to the wall for people that submit to have their names added out there for the different criteria for if they're killed on the side of the road. Um, And so we have an event every year where they come out. And the families get to essentially have an additional memorial service on top of the one they probably have with their families so that we get to honor their memory. Um, so, and how
1: many names are out there right now?
0: Quite a few. It's several hundred. I don't remember off the top of my head how many are out there, but it's, it's a lot. And we've been doing it since 2006. Okay. So it's been, it's been a, lot of, a lot of names since then. And what Um, we're
1: looking at when we look at this, you've got a big concrete uh, wall mm -hmm. that's uh, that's square. And it's probably, what, 50 foot wide and and 150 foot long? Roughly, yeah. And right in the middle, you've got a sculpture of a guy that's hanging on to a tow hook and kneeling down like what would be on the side of a bridge or something Mm -hmm. like that, helping somebody uh, somebody out of a pond that they have underneath, holding a little child, and you've got the back end, you know, back corner of a, the of a pickup that's, yep. that's been uh, submersed.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, a, it's an imagery of what the recovery industry stands for. Um, it's it's for people that are, you know, they're going out there and it's a Samaritan industry. They're out to help people. And that's really what it boils down to. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much how I'll, how I'll talk about where we start with that, because you talk about how dangerous it is. And that's absolutely, you know, front and center with how we handle and you said one every 16 days six to ten days six
1: to ten days that is just amazing to think that there's oh man I mean that's that's a lot of people you know and it's a lot it's
0: a lot of a lot of square mileage in this country and a lot of people so it just it it's it's a lot more often than it should be oh um and that's why we we're a big proponent of the slow down move over campaign with governments state governments all over the country to make sure that motorists know to slow down and move over see the yellow lights you move get right. out of the slow down and get away from them where they're trying to do their work
1: well it's a good idea even if it's just the stranded motorist on the side of the right. road trying exactly. to change a tire it, it, it's just a courtesy thing to get yourself
0: over. absolutely um but now we'll get into the museum portion of of the museum um so up front here we've got our 1929 packard here it's this was donated by the Graziana family of uh, Chicago. They, um, this was originally owned by the Boston Globe. It was, a, it was actually a, um, <clears throat> a limousine.
1: I was going to say it's a beautiful
0: truck. They, they cut off the back and turned it into a tow truck because at the time, there weren't a lot of vehicles that had an engine big enough to actually perform recoveries that w- had enough horsepower. This actually has a straight-8 in it. Um, so that was just kind of their means to have a vehicle that just could pull most vehicles of the time up and, and tow them off. Um, that's also... It's, this has actually never actually seen service, but it's been on display, it's been in parades, it's been on that kind of thing. But um, for all intents and purposes, it would have been very much like what they would have had at the time. Um, very yeah.
1: nicely restored. Or, Absolutely. Or maybe it hasn't been restored. This it may be the way that it... Uh,
0: it was... Um, I mean, it's been—I think it's been worked on a few times, but nothing of note. But yeah, it's—it's it's essentially mint.
1: <laughs> and and if you want to see pictures of some of this, when uh, when this podcast airs, we will have pictures that go along, uh, so that you can see some of these cars or, or trucks, these tow trucks.
0: Mm-hmm. Now in here, this is our theater. Um, over on the left, we've got what we've for the people that I was talking about—the friends of towing that helped get the museum started. We've got a lot of memorabilia from them, from our. So essentially the museum <clears throat> started off on a, the back of a truck um, and it traveled around the country for many years.
1: Okay, so, um, so now was this the way that you hauled it? Yes. Okay, so they had a semi-type tow truck uh, towing a trailer with the towing apparatus that they would use to tow it off the, off the... Correct. Another semi or something. And they've got the semi-trailer being towed by the tow truck with Hall of Fame and Museum written on the side of it. Correct. That's a cool picture. That um, had to have been impressive going down the road. I mean, people I'm sure it caught a lot twice. of people's
0: eyes, absolutely. And that's kind of how it got started. That group of, of individuals got it started that way, and it would travel around the country to different shows and whatnot and, and got its name out there. Eventually, they needed to settle down somewhere, and um, they settled down downtown in Chattanooga, um, still on Broad Street, just further down from where we are now. Um, and they picked Chattanooga because the tow truck was invented in Chattanooga. That's oh, why the really? museum's here.
1: And when, when was that? Uh, in
0: 1913.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. I would've thought that they, I mean, they've had automobiles since the late 1800s. I would've the, thought that somebody would've <laughs> come up with the idea to make a dollar or two towing some of those old cars. <laughs> right? changing the tires for those guys.
0: Um, but that's, that's why they settled here. Um, and then the museum was downtown for about 10 years or so. And uh, they kind of outgrew the space that they had downtown, and we eventually moved to where we are now. So uh, we've got this larger building for the majority of our trucks, and um, we've settled in here for the, for the duration now. And um, it was a good idea, it was a good move, and everything has worked out great for us here, because we're right on the tourist route up to Rock City, Ruby Falls, and all that up on the mountain. That's a big tourist attraction. Um, but, yeah, that's really it. That's all that's going in here. And those, that, that wall is primarily for the people that got everything started and just, you know, in memory of them or, you know, to honor their dedication.
1: And is that what dedication. the video shows is basically how That
0: and, and how the tow truck got started. Um, okay. So we come on in here. This oh. is the main gallery. Oh. So on our left here, you've got our 1913 locomobile. Now, the locomobile is one of those... Uh, brands of vehicles that was pre-assembly line industry uh, like right uh, automobile so this is a mate this is put together by hand at the time um so that was before ford came up with his his plan for a um assembly line and, and all that
1: this is a beautiful truck too now was this made as a truck
0: this was made as a truck as far as i'm aware um now on the back is the 485 which was the first tow truck boom that was invented by Ernest Holmes Sr. in uh, 1913. He started working on it then. The story goes, as he got started, he uh, had bought an automobile shop here in downtown Chattanooga, and he got called out one day to help a friend who had turned over in the creek, the Chickamauga Creek. Well, he grabbed 12 guys and went out there and spent the entire day trying to pull one vehicle up out of the creek. Wow. And he went back to his shop and he said we got to figure out a better way to do this. (laughs) This is not going to work. So he put his engineering know-how to work and he came up with the twin boom wrecker, which became the primary means for recoveries for decades Uh, until now where we're in in, uh, hydraulic wreckers and and all that. But that's another story altogether. Um, But he invented the original tow truck here in Chattanooga.
1: Wow. And this truck or this, towing apparatus that's on the back has uh cables kind of hanging out over Mm -hmm. everywhere a couple of winches and i'm assuming that they had big handles to turn that correct everything was hand
0: hand crank absolutely and what they would do and why it's a twin boom is that they would they would put the um stability stability down and they would swing one boom out and tie it to something to keep the truck from turning over and then put the other boom out to pull whatever vehicle it was that they needed to recover so that it would stay stable. So the truck
1: wouldn't roll sideways because they had the booms pulling from the side to bring them out of a ravine or whatever. To
0: establish stability for the truck so that it wouldn't go anywhere and they were able to get enough power to get whatever it was. It's a very complicated, very ingenious way to handle it as a series of levers. It's fantastic.
1: Wow, that's impressive.
0: Um, and over here we've got our 1913 Cadillac. This is actually a replica of the original tow truck. So this would have been an exact replica of what he first created as his, I guess, prototype that he put took out onto the road and started recovering with in the beginning. Um,
1: and again, this this one here was probably a car that they put a, a tow bed on. Correct. This one was this
0: one was actually. Um, put together much later. This was meant to be a, um, a truck that was meant to honor his legacy and all of that. So this is a replica, but that would have been essentially what he did. Yes, he would have just attached this to the back of an older Cadillac vehicle like that. Uh, because again, like I said with the with the Packard, these vehicles had enough power to actually do what he needed them to do.
1: That is cool. Did you get some really good pictures of this twin boom set up? So that people can understand uh, you've got this yeah, got this pod that comes down right in front of the back wheel that uh, goes into the ground to stabilize things. And then, like you said, you had twin booms coming out the back that you could rotate out and tie off to something so that the truck wouldn't tip over when you were bringing somebody out of the ditch and pulling them towards, like, the passenger door or Correct. the driver's door. I'm <laughs> sure that it's the same on either side. Mm-hmm. And then once you got them out, you were able to attach some cables and pick up the front end of the car and tow it on in.
0: Correct. You got it.
1: Just a, a I've never seen that type of a system. And,
0: and you don't realize how much engineering know-how would go into something like this until you start looking at all the series of cables and the way he had it set up. The, you know, the man was not terribly well learned. He had, he had some engineering background, but... He was just a guy that said, "I need." here's a problem, and I'm going to fix it.
1: Well, and the thing that's cool about this setup is even though you've got a cable coming out the other side from where you're pulling to tie off to, your truck isn't sitting crossways in the mm. middle of the road right. while you're trying to uh, pull somebody out of a ditch or, <laughs> or whatever to where you're not going to be hit broadside. People could still get around you, on right. sure.
0: Right, absolutely. Now, over here, we've got our Holmes Model 110. So this was... So on the left here in the, on the locomobile is the 485, which would have been the first production model that his company put out that became predominantly, you know, the one that was all over the place. <clears throat> but the 110 was basically the cheaper version of that. This would also be mounted on the back of another truck. Um, and they were always numbered based on the cost. Okay. So the 485 was listed as a 485 because it cost $485. The model 110 cost $110. And you time. can see
1: you can see the difference between the amount of gearing that you have for mm-hmm. leverage and and everything else versus just a single cable, uh, pretty basic winch. Right, basically, exactly. Basically like a big boat winch. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah.
0: Now over here we've got our 1930 Ford, 1935 Ford, um, <clears throat> I forget the name of the one ton. And uh, it's equipped with a weaver auto crane on the back. This has got a V8 in it because that was predominant for the time for Ford. The old flathead. And out. they were very, yeah, they were very proud of that because it was a big deal at the time. Um, and Weaver was one of the early competitors to Holmes and the, the twin boom and, and the, the original invention. They were also very popular because they were a chain based system that was what you think of when you think of tow truck. You think of the single like boom that comes out the back with the hook even though that was not the most common uh of the time
1: and it's got the bed that sweeps back mm. uh, kind of rounded this is a beautiful truck
0: absolutely oh
1: man it's it's a beige color and uh, and dark brown And the chrome on it the chrome chain it's just it's always been one of my personal favorites in our gallery (laughs) you guys have done such a nice job with these restorations and the and the way these things look is just unbelievable Uh,
0: another big highlight in here is our 1929 chrysler this is also donated by the graziana family of of uh, chicago the one same as the ones up front with the um, the packard this was actually put together by that family essentially from a, a lot of pieces and constructed this 1929 to be a sort of show car for their uh, their company o'hare trucking service and in, in chicago
1: wow you've got a little light up on top where the flashing light would be it's red lens and it says service car on the center that's got to be a, a hard piece to find, yeah absolutely yeah, a lot is- of love
0: and care was put into this one for sure
1: then you've got this Chevrolet cab over.
0: Yep, and this is just kind of a standard set. Oh, ooh, get shocked. Um, <laughs> it's wintertime, right? Um, this is just kind of a standard setup from the time. This was donated to us by uh, Roosevelt's Garage out of New York. Um, wonderful people. And um, again, with the twin boom setup. Um, this was obviously a little bit later model. You can see the, the changes and improvements that were done to the back. It made it a little bit more compact, a little bit more... Um, user-friendly, I would suppose. And this
1: one's really large as far as the size of it. It's, right. it's quite a bit bigger than what the other ones are. And what year is this? This one,
0: um, I actually don't remember off the top of my head. We're going
1: to step over here. It's
0: 1948. 1948. I was going to take a look. I was, was going to say early 50s, but I couldn't remember off the top of my head. Um, and over here, we've got another Rogner's truck. This is the 1970 Coney. This was actually a Japanese tow truck. Um, as you can tell, it's a lot smaller than the other ones we have. Well, it
1: looks a lot like those little Japanese trucks that you see running around with the little tiny tires, and they're, they're, they were really popular, what, 15 years ago? Yeah,
0: pretty much. That's, yeah. that's essentially the same thing. Um, little
1: two-cylinder it, it, engine, it says.
0: Yep, and it was designed for the streets of, of in, in Japan, where things are a lot smaller as far as that goes, because they don't have a lot of vehicles on the roads. They have a lot of public transportation, so it's a different right. different setup for them, um, so that's just a, a nice little neat one we have in here. And this is one we allow kids and families to get in and take a picture. It just becomes, it's a little fun truck. It is. It's um, cute. On the flip side of that, we go from our smallest truck to our largest truck.
1: And this thing's a monster.
0: This is the 1961 auto car, and it has the uh, Holmes W70 on it. Now, the interesting story about this one is that this is the only surviving W70 There is, there were only four made in the uh, early sixties. The military was interested in a large wrecker. Um, and they were sent to the testing ground in Maryland, four of them, and the military ended up not going with it. And they were all thought to be scrapped. That was eventually found and restored. Um, and that's how we ended up with it. The family that restored it decided to put it on loan with us.
1: Now, just to give you an idea how big this is, it says the W70 is a 70-ton unit manufactured in the early 50s for a military project that didn't meet the military's expectations. So, this unit is huge. Absolutely. And it looks like your early 60s (laughs) semi-truck with uh, dual axles in the back and this monster tow
0: apparatus um and this was essentially a precursor to what you see a lot now nowadays you see on the side of the road those big rotator trucks this would have been essentially the granddaddy of those trucks because this was this is before they had really moved into hydraulics so this is still all cable and chain just massive cable but and everything chain.
1: was automatic on it yes right yeah no No hand crank with That's this one I was <laughs> say. There's, yeah
0: um This is another another very popular truck of ours. It's the world's fastest wrecker. Um, This is actually a mid-70s Silverado with a... um, I can't remember the size of the engine. Oh, Lord. A very large cubic engine. (laughs) And uh, it was raced on the Talladega Speedway in the late 70s. And it it set the world record for a tow truck on a raceway wow um
1: that was 109.33 was the av- miles an hour right
0: the average speed was 109.33 uh there and during the straightaways it got up to 130. Really? now to give you an idea these trucks are not light <laughs> they are quite heavy and for a truck of this size to get to that kind of speed is an impressive feat and in fact during the race itself or the testing or whatever you want to call it uh, the rear tires actually began to disintegrate because oh, of really? the weight when they were on the racetrack trying to get it to go that fast. And they ended up having to put more tires on it. Now, this but, is
1: just your standard, uh, run, what, what looks like, the mm-hmm. run-of-the-mill, mid-70s, square-body Chevrolet pickup.
0: Um, it was it was tuned, uh, obviously, for the racetrack itself because this was, uh, at the time, uh, the Holmes companies attempted a, a large... Um, publicity event, right? To to draw attention to their uh, high power four hundred and forty, that which is on the back. Um, so that's. Uh it's, it's just a wonderful truck. It's one of our most popular. Just and this one
1: here you have on your website. Yes. Uh, I saw that. The, the light came in in such a way on that picture that you couldn't see what the average speed was. <laughs> but, and so I, I was going, did that say 330 miles an hour? But it was a, <laughs> the average speed was 109. That's still really hauling for yeah, a record. Yeah,
0: Absolutely. But um,
1: they were trying, did they actually use this one with uh, recovering cars the, off of the this track? Is a, this is pr- just pretty much a publicity. Dwindling.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yep.
0: Yep. Um, now, this one here, you want to talk about one that saw a lot of use in action. <laughs> this is our World War II wrecker. It's a Diamond T, uh, 19 early 1940s. Um, this actually saw action in Normandy. It was part of the Red Ball Express when they landed in Normandy and traveled throughout France, into belgium um the truck was actually left over there at the time uh, and it was eventually found restored and then sent back overseas to us Um, it is actually one of the trucks that doesn't run every truck we have in this collection runs except for this one because there's some damage to it because of um the war so
1: but it looks nice. Yeah, absolutely. Nobody, nobody would no, ever no, read. it's, it's a yeah.
0: war hero. You know, that's, you yeah, know, that's it's cool.
1: Yeah. And it's, a, it's a six by six or what everybody called the six by six was this here, the designated CC, uh, CC. Oh no, I can't. I just, I just had it in my head. CCW. Uh, anyway, it was the world war Two
0: so in 6 by 6 in the 1940s as a lot of industries were they were uh, the, the Holmes company here in Chattanooga was commissioned by the government to produce records and they were told hey we need these shut down everything else make records for us and this was the primary one that they made for the war effort um, several thousand were made um right here in chattanooga um but this is one of the ones that just the, the w45 became kind of a legendary figure in the towing industry as far as its usage it was a fantastic design and it, like i said it's basically a war hero
1: that's cool cckw is what i think they would oh, call okay. the the world war ii six by sixes
0: and here's the the plate with that a little bit more information but um no this is uh, That's a cool looking truck it absolutely is this has always been one of our most popular just because of its history and um another one of my personal favorites wow this is really cool and then here we've got a this is a 1974 Ford truck um with a cradle snatcher on the back. This was an early model of what was called a Vulcan cradle snatcher. So this was meant to come up behind or like in front of a car mm-hmm. and it would have a, essentially a harness a that would fit up. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what this was for. Um, and you can see there's a picture Mostly right here. Mostly for front wheel
1: drive vehicles? Correct. Or, and, it, and this would latch underneath the tires and mm-hmm. hook onto the tires. And, and then pull, pull it
0: up, up and back. then away you'd go. Supposed to meant, meant to be a very modular, very quick system.
1: And then you had two sets of uh, smaller wheels that looked like you put your back tires mm-hmm. in that. So if the axle was froze up or something, you'd be able to you got pull it. it back on in. Yeah, this is what I remember seeing <laughs> when I was younger, you know. The I got gotcha. you. The tow truck coming on out and, and slinging the car. By the front end and dragging it back.
0: Um, this is this here is our 1995 Jordan prototype. This is donated to us by the Jerdan company, which you've probably seen their name on equipment on the side of the road. They're still uh, they're very well known for rollback tow trucks, which unfortunately we don't have one right now, but okay. we're working on that. Anyway, this is a composite body, making it significantly lighter, um, and that was kind of the innovation at the time. Um, and it was donated to us because it was meant to be. Such a big innovation at the time. This is essentially the, the prototype that they were working with uh, in the early 90s to and, get, get their trucks designed in such a way.
1: And again, this one has the cab and everything that's more of the semi-style cab right. or, the, or the big freight truck. Mm-hmm. And, and so this would have been for large larger jobs. on yeah. the back.
0: All right. Now over here, uh, we have got our 1947 GMC cab over. This one's called Bubble Nose. This is uh, probably the most popular with the kids, honestly. Um, the, the, no, the name usually does it because you know, right. Bubble Nose, is, it's a fun name. Um, and but, now, when
1: we, say, when we say cab over, what that means is that it's got a real short front end and the cab sits over the engine and transmission. Well, we mentioned cab over once before, mm-hmm. but all of that sits kind of in between the seats or underneath the seats. Correct and so it's got a real short stubby nose and this truck's real it is cute because it's not real long
0: right it, it's not and the, the the towing apparatus on it is custom uh the gentleman that owned it, his name was george lancer uh out of belgium wisconsin um and the family that you know uh, he's passed since he donated it our way but um the family's still very much involved with the museum wonderful people and uh, it's just one of our most popular trucks it's a it's a great little truck
1: this painted orange and white again, <laughs> nicely restored. Everything in here is very nicely restored. You don't have anything that's that looks like it's seen service. No. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, some
0: of them some of them have seen service, but um, the restorations on them you would never know the difference.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, this right here is our Broad & James uh, Grand Brothers tow truck. Now, this truck. When the Dodge Company was getting started, there was a bit of a legal battle on how that was all going to happen. So the Grand Brothers were part of that organization, so they were part of Dodge. They broke off and made their own company to make trucks. Uh, so this is one of very, very few surviving Grand Brothers trucks from the late 20s. Okay. Uh, with a standard boom on the back here we've got. Um, it's It's just a it's just such a rarity. We've had people come in here just looking specifically for this because you can't find it anywhere.
1: Well, I was going to say, it's got the old... Okay, now we're talking 1926. Uh, Dodge Brothers is what Dodge was Mm -hmm. called at the time. Had these really cool little hubcaps that uh, are maybe two and a half, three inches round, and it had a DB in the middle. Mm -hmm. Well, this one here, because it's Graham Brothers, has the GB Mm -hmm. in the middle. And it's just a little... uh, bearing uh nut cap that screws on there. yeah
0: and i imagine at the time would have been a little jab at their <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> they, they both look exactly the same mm-hmm. other than the db and the gb right and yeah uh those little hubcaps are I, I think are really <laughs>
0: cool um, over here on our left, we've got our 1926 Ford Model TT. Um, this is a very common truck. Uh, obviously, this was, you know, Ford's pride and joy was the Model T and the Model TT. These trucks and cars were all over the roads. Um, and this is it has got a nice wooden bed in the back with a manly crane that's completely restored. Um, <clears throat> another one of my personal favorites out of this collection, just because it was more of a common truck that you would have seen all over the place throughout the late teens through the twenties because it was affordable for your common guy and you know it just it did a good job.
1: And it doesn't have that double boom system like what right. we talked earlier. It just has a, just a, single a single hook. And it's bolted down to the frame in the bed. But beautiful truck again. Horseless carriages on the back. <laughs> towing horseless carriages. I'll bet they didn't pass up an opportunity to get one that was pulled by a horse that was mine right. either.
0: Um, these two trucks over here are um, also pretty interesting trucks. So they're both Chevrolets. We have a 29 and then the 40. Uh, one has the 515 double uh, twin boom on the back. So this was more similar to the uh, Chevrolet cabover we talked about before. So that was a similar model to that. More compact system, a uh, bit easier to mount on trucks, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Um, with plenty of power um but just again they're they're just beautiful trucks that were really well restored um very well loved by their owners and we're we were just happy to have them in our in our gallery oh I can see why yeah the
1: the website shows a couple of different vehicles is all Mm -hmm. and like I said I'm just um um, impressed and in awe (laughs) it's definitely well worth the stop and then we've got a whole wall here with uh, a lot of your matchbox cars that had uh, booms on them for towing and bigger ones. Some of these are, what, 18, 20 inches long? At least. Uh, just all kinds of different toys, uh, little kids' trucks, all of that. That one there had to have been like a 90s.
0: <laughs> uh, it's
1: plastic, and it and, uh, looks like a kid could even sit on it and push it around. Um, on down to where you've got some of the old tootsie toy type uh trucks that that are just really really neat all these toys a tonka jeep with a tow apparatus (laughs) in the back just yeah
0: um so this collection is considered the world's largest collection of uh, toy tow trucks Um, actually most of this collection was donated by one individual really so cases uh, about six through 14 were donated by one guy
1: by one guy
0: um and in fact from what I understand there's actually more um he has since passed but um I believe his family still has (laughs) quite a few of those still um he was a serious collector
1: yes he was and and there's some really cool wooden carved ones that are just uh really unbelievable the the detail and stuff in some of these wood carvings this is really, really neat. And then you've got a couple of uh, uniforms over here.
0: So for the Holmes company, they had, you know, obviously they had salesmen. They needed to get out there and sell these tow booms that would be put on the back of trucks. and. This was a salesman's jacket over here. It was a long blue jacket that would look like it would be working in a, in a garage. But this was shop, this was yeah. what they would wear when they would go out for sales because that's where they would often go. They would go to these, garages and these guys that are trying to sell equipment to. So they would fit right in, right. Um, and they would carry these bags with their salesman stuff in it and. Um, yeah, and we've got our, a couple racing jackets in here because obviously, even with uh, Daytona and Indianapolis and whatever, if there's a wreck, you got to get a tow truck out there and get it off the. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they were very involved with the racing industry and, and all that. Um, so that's, that's really what we've got in this case that we're very proud of. Um, cool.
1: And then you've got another gallery down here. Yes, we do. Well, um, as we're walking on down, let's take a quick
0: break. Now coming down here, this oh, is um, wow. this is what we call Heritage Hall. This is for uh, pictures that are donated to us from different companies and different from you know over the lifespan of the museum. So somewhere we can post stuff that may have personal significance or or company significance to a lot of these companies that support us, um, and we 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 are happy to do this for them because you know it, they may not have any specific historical historical significance, but they're important to the people that support us and we're happy to be able to display them for them
1: it looks to me like there's some pretty cool pictures here Mm -hmm. you've got one of a guy pulling a old car out of a ditch with the side uh booms like what you were talking Mm -hmm. there's a guy up here with a model a it looks like that broke down broke a bridge not broke down on a bridge broke a bridge that's in the process of getting towed out you've got uh, picture down here. It looked like somebody's picking up a cement truck with their tow truck. Yep. And I mean picking up the cement truck. The whole truck is is balanced. It looks like, and the tow truck is picking it up. Uh, you've got one with a helicopter uh, cabin on the on it. I don't know what the significance of that is, but uh, I believe it. that was
0: actually this one here is part of the the monorail they had going around Disney oh so that was actually one of the the fronts of the the model oh, so rail. it's
1: not a helicopter
0: no <laughs> it sure looks like it's it does sort of, it really does it
1: does it's just a lot of neat old pictures of of tow trucks um and then here's one is that got a no that's not a DeLorean but it's
0: that's a Lamborghini on the Lamborghini one. on the this back. one yeah yeah
1: no the one next this to one it
0: here, here I'm not sure
1: it, anyway it almost looked like a like a DeLorean when I first saw it but
0: uh, this is one of our newest displays we have in oh, here because wow. we had a collection of, of gas pumps that we had displayed in the museum, but they were kind of scattered all over the place and people didn't really get a, a chance to enjoy it. So we gathered them up down here and got all of our gas station stuff together because essentially a lot of these tow trucks were operating out of gas stations or service stations. Right. And that's it,
1: what they called them back in the day was a service, service station. station. Absolutely. You took your car in there and got it serviced.
0: And uh, that's why we've got these all gathered down here because, and we've got some, some pictures from different uh, service stations where these trucks would be parked out front and people would get towed to them. Um, so it's just, a, it's just a nice little display of, of our gas pumps that we have and some antique equipment.
1: Yeah, and you've got a lot of them with the uh, little round, round glass mm-hmm. globes on top that are pretty cool. You've got one from Signal Gas, Mobile Gas, Polygas, another one from Mobile, and another Fire Chief Texaco.
0: Now, the polygas one is one of the ones we're where well, we're all proud of everything we have here. But, <laughs> but we're very proud of this one because it's a very rare gas pump. It was a small uh, company out in uh, the Northwest, in Oregon, and Washington. So there weren't a lot of surviving polygas pumps. So this is one of very few.
1: And, and the Poly gas pump is, is kind of cool. It's got a, a parrot uh, sitting on a perch with a yellow banner that comes across and it says Poly gas. So Poly want a gas pump.
0: <laughs> All right, this is our downstairs gallery, which we just recently opened. Um, we used to have events down here, but we we were in the need of growing into some more space down here. Uh, we've got a little bit of empty space down here at the moment. We're working on getting some more trucks added to our collection, so... A little bit of room for us to grow. This here is a a model of that truck there on the on that picture. So this was actually made out of a lawnmower uh, by a gentleman out of South Carolina that it was donated to us to look just like the 6080 that he had in that picture with the rollback. And,
1: and the picture that he's showing, it's it's an old, it's old picture. It's got probably what a 1920 uh
0: i don't know it, it maybe a, maybe a
1: 1920 mac or something it's it's a bigger truck and it's pulling onto its uh drop bed with a cable an old cab uh farm truck so this would that essentially would have maybe a one-ton truck
0: as most people would say a lot of tow trucks nowadays are rollbacks so you'll right. see them out on the side of the road this would have been a, a granddaddy version of that um, they didn't become very popular until very recently because hydraulics became very accessible because at the time that wasn't a very practical way to do things until you had hydraulics because of moving the bed and cables it just it was not practical for them but this little model here is one of our little popular things the kids love to get in it and take pictures and um i just love that it's made out of a lawnmower
1: (laughs) yeah and it's, it's so cool that you've got some interactive stuff for for kids when they come I mean, I can't imagine a young boy not being excited to see this just because of the equipment and the, the mechanics and stuff. And, and I'm not taking anything away from little girls, but I know, I know my you. sister wouldn't have been nearly as interested in this as what I am. This is just intriguing.
0: Uh, over here, we've got our collection of towing devices, garage and shop equipment. Um, so in this picture, we have what would have been the Ernest Holmes Company's uh display area over here in chattanooga so when people would come in they were looking to buy equipment this is what they would have had on display and we have some of the items that are in this picture such as the lift a car jack here um and and you can you'll probably recognize i talked about it earlier the 110 that we have upstairs right there's that and then the twin booms the 485 and um I think it's a 320. I'm not sure. It was an older one. It was somewhere in between the 110 and the 485.
1: So once he started making these things, he became kind of a popular guy, and (laughs) and people would show up and, and buy and so are there a lot of different uh, manufacturers now? Is the homes manufacturing company still going?
0: So they're they are owned by a company called Miller Industries. They're out of Ottawa, Tennessee. So about 20 minutes north of us, if okay. you're headed up on 75. Um, they own a majority of the brands that were from... Uh, the past so they own the Holmes brand they own the Vulcan brand the one I was showing you earlier The the, so they they're the primary producer these days Um, they're the ones that produce the large-scale rotator trucks that you see a lot that can pick up stuff and they pick up tractor trailers and all that Um, so they they are the largest producer of tow truck equipment in the world and it's still here in Chattanooga
1: okay that is.
0: over here, we've got some Weaver equipment, which was the competitor for Holmes at the time. So, we've got a, a tire-changing apparatus here, um, and then a couple of auto ambulances. These were another competitor to the twin boom. This would be something that would take be taken up under and mounted under an axle, and you would chain it up and attach it to your car and pull.
1: So, um, like a car
0: dolly. You know? Yeah, more or less.
1: All except this one here was back when they had the straight axles in the front, and you could get... Uh, up on, on both sides of the right. axle or it'd still work for a four-wheel drive pickup or something i guess that has the straight
0: um and then just a, ver- a variety of, of other shop equipment that we have here on display just some antique stuff here and there um <clears throat> let's see uh, the, the the mac the we have a 1950 model a mac truck now, the Model A was not the one that everybody thinks of when they think of Mac. The Model B was the one that became extremely popular, was everywhere. This was kind of their learning curve model. This was the one that they were working up to the B in the 50s. Okay. This, the B is what really made Mac the big brand that it became.
1: Oh, it wasn't just the bulldog on the front?
0: <laughs> well, people love that too, that's for sure. <laughs> But um, this is a wonderful truck. This is also a fairly rare truck. Because the Model A was not terribly popular, um, it's one that you won't see very often. Um, this is equipped with a W45 like the military wrecker. Um, so it's a very large-scale recovery vehicle for the time. Um, ton of power, wonderfully restored, and I, I just I love this truck as it's well. It's a beautiful
1: truck. I mean, just the, the, the designs and the lines and all of that stuff on this truck is is outrageously cool then you have a little uh, golf cart go truck
0: <laughs> that was uh, originally for they would take to shows and have drive around the shows and all that kind of it's not operable right now but you know it's a fun little novelty thing um so this is our 1932 indiana this is called a Bartnicks. this is a essentially a custom wrecker heavy wrecker um that was in operation in upstate new york uh, outside of utica I believe the company's still there. Um, And it was what you would, I I don't know how to explain it. It's a very custom heavy wrecker. So this was used for a variety of, of different jobs. And it had a power apparatus that was custom from the time. And it is just a wild looking truck to
1: me. It looks like the winch runs off of a PTO, off of the transmission. At least that's what it appears. And again, this is a Mack truck also.
0: Yeah, because this was the, pre- the predecessor to, to Mack being Indi- the Indiana company, right? They ended up being bought out, um, I believe in the early 40s, I don't remember. Um, but that was, again, a very very interesting truck because this tends to be very popular with kids too because it's so odd. Yeah. You don't see a lot of, uh, of these kind of trucks because this is really the only one with such a custom boom on the back. Well, and,
1: and it's just such a cool-looking truck as far as the cab and, and the hood and everything else with it. It's it's pretty neat truck. It's a really neat truck. So this was an Indiana which Mack bought out and then became Mack. I this believe got the Bulldog it was, on the front too. Is that an and there additive? was a
0: there was the the White Automotive Company as well, which right. is involved in all that. I honestly I think
1: white became Freightliner at some point.
0: I believe so. Um, I'm not entirely sure on the history of all that, but they they are connected. Okay. Um, so this here is our one of our newer models we have. This is a 2002 International. This was actually recently donated to us by a gentleman. Um, he had this truck. This has actually never seen service. <clears throat> this truck was um, painted and decorated for his wife who passed from breast cancer.
1: Okay it's a pink truck by yeah, the way it's, it's, <laughs> very come pink. down here it's very
0: pink um and he had such a hard time holding on to it because you know it reminded him of his wife and uh, so he donated it to us um it was in all kinds of shows all the way through the Ohio Pennsylvania New York Baltimore West Virginia um so and it's got a custom Bill Bottoms bed so that was one of the smaller producers of wrecking equipment and um just a wonderful truck. This is a very popular truck with women, obviously with the with the pink color, and it's just a very unique truck. Um, and it's a wonderful thing. We were so happy to have this added to our collection.
1: Yeah, it's it's a beautiful truck.
0: Um, and here is one of uh, another one of our recent additions. This is a 1942 oh. Indian Dispatch tow cycle. Now, uh, the, the misconception usually when you hear tow something is that it's pulling something. Right. In this case, it's not pulling anything. So, this was a service vehicle. So, if you had a service station and you had your car break down in your driveway, you would call the service station and say, Hey, I need someone to come take a look at my car. They would drive out on one of these Indian motorcycles equipped with a storage space in the back.
1: It looks kind of like the old ice cream cycles that. Back when I was a kid, you know, you had your, your it's a tricycle. It's yeah. got uh, two wheels in the There's back a with a, a toolbox uh, behind the seat. And so you'd get to the, wherever somebody was and you'd have your tools mm-hmm. in there and, and it wasn't nearly as expensive to run as what your record
0: was. And they would run it out to someone's house and they would work on whatever it was to get your car running. And then they would say, okay, well, we're going to take it to the shop and they would attach the motorcycle to the back of the vehicle that they were taking back to the shop and they would tow the motorcycle back oh really so it would look um here's right. a picture of what's, what was going on
1: that is really cool yeah they just had a, a bumper pole that actually it looks like jaws that you just uh wind on down and attach to the old metal mm-hmm. uh banded bumpers
0: yep and you would drive it back to the service station um and these wow. are these were very popular in the in the 40s um in fact the most common drivers for these were actually women because throughout the early 40s you had world war ii going on. right a lot of the men were overseas fighting so women were the ones that were driving these okay
1: huh well, that's really cool that's that's i've never seen one quite like that
0: <laughs> and that's really it for our downstairs gallery that's uh, that's that's our collection and uh we're we're super proud of it we've been making a lot of effort to modernize it and grow it and really just um, make it a, a unique attraction here in chattanooga that has is slowly becoming less of a hidden gem and something that people are really stopping to see
1: that is, that is so cool. Like I said, I, I saw this on uh, a website and thought I'd have to come on by and take a look. I kind of like these smaller museums and, <laughs> and uh, things that people don't normally see. But I really have enjoyed this museum, and I so appreciate you taking your time and, and no showing problem. us all of these vehicles and talking about them. And uh, hopefully we get some people come on through and take a look
0: absolutely that would be great
1: so okay again i appreciate your time and i always finish out my podcast saying the world is full of wonder people need to get out and explore and see some of this stuff and everybody have an absolutely wonder filled day
0: all the and go where am i to go meet johnny where am i to go
1: For I'm a young and a sailor lad And
0: where am I to go?